How do everyone? Welcome to the Potty Mouth Boxing Day Christmas Special. And uh, good Stephen, JB, we're on a bit of a relaxed day today. Yes, a lot of kind of Christmas dinner yesterday. And someone, someone has got a short, sore shoulder. Is that right, Stephen? Someone I is have, like, yes. someone pulled out <laughs> the biggest <laughs> parsnip. <laughs> and it was just like, and we were talking just before there, Steve, like, it was like massive, wasn't it? And it's give you, like, it's pulled your shoulder. Yeah, it says, it's just blinking sleigh bells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was one of those things that I, I parted the soil around this parsnip. I could see it had a, a big sort of head, and I thought, this is going to be a big bugger. So I sort of cleared the soil around the top 12 inches and then I started pulling and it wasn't coming. So yanked a bit more, loosened it with a fork. It still wasn't coming. Pulled again and I felt it give a little bit. So I give it an extra big tug and it was that that did it. And I think I've done a sort of a a muscle or something in there. I, I don't know. But now every time I lift my hand or try and lift a cup, of course, my right hand's my dominant hand. So, you know, opening a door or a cupboard or somehow. <laughs> yeah. so you're hoping though it's going to be a couple of days, but I don't think it will be, you know, Steve. I think these things last like a couple of weeks more. Do you know what I mean? I remember when I had that slap shoulder thing and folks were yeah. in the comments were saying, oh, that'll take like six months. I mean, this was like in in deep in there. Yours is like your back, I guess, like a, a straight yeah. on a muscle. But it just, like you say, you're kind of... You know what I mean? And I didn't. Did you feel it, Steve, when you kind of pulled that parsnip oh, out? Oh yeah. I did you? Yeah. Or, or you felt you, it hurt straight away? Did you? It helped. It hurt straight away. And I was just starting to film. I was going to put a video together of harvesting veg around there, and I just knew there was no way I could continue doing anything. And um, so that's when I just sat down and recorded that little video and said, you know, basically what I said, and showed the reason why. Well, it was a big parsnip, and it was lovely as well. I was surprised because I really thought, you know, I was thinking in the back of my mind, it's going to be woody. It's not going to be very good. Um, but no, we ate most of it yesterday, about three quarters of it, and it was fantastic. Really, did you really get, nice. Steve, I forgot, JB, I'll come to you, sir, just one. But did you, because Steve, you, <laughs> like me, left your potatoes out. Did you Did you get yours in before the big, because my is minus five, Everyone was kind of spongy, you know, as if you'd froze yeah. a potato and they took it out. <laughs> Did you lose all your crop of potatoes, Steve? I haven't even bothered looking at them oh. because I know that I'm, I know they're going to be knackered, so there's uh, no point. I'll, I'll just leave them. You know, That's I it. had I had a plan for two videos for them potatoes, which would have been viral. Viral, and now even oh, bought, oh, honestly, the first one was I cooked chips at the allotment. I even bought the crisp and dry fat. Do you know what I mean? And I had all this kind of thing, and I thought I might not on my little stove get up the temperature. And my thumbnail was going to be the blowtorch with the flames and everything. You know what I mean? Because I was going to use the blowtorch, and that, that was one. And then I was going to take me potatoes to the chip shop and get them to cook. Because the chip shop, there's only chip shop like three or four doors away. And right. that whole, gone. And you know what I thought? Like, you know what? Just give it up to and forget it. Because everyone, every tub is gone. Oh, JB, yeah. it's lovely to have year. you. There's always next year, Tony. It's lovely to have you on as well, though. Thank you for doing this, kind of. Because I know, like, Boxing Day, it's a bit kind of 
families and you know you're running around and doing things and chillaxing so it's lovely to have mm. you here sir no it's quite relaxed today i'm, I'm really excited because i never i never start this early um it's one of those things that i always forget I always <laughs> i always get sidetracked and then i don't really normally get started until february so it's nice oh it's no it's a quite a, a it's a quite a, like an unusual thing because even when i was like mixing the you know i mean i've got some soils and stuff like that i was thinking should i Shall I plant it some more seed? Just, yeah. just for the sake, you know what I mean? Shall I, shall I grow it some more seed? But I was going to ask... Jesse Jessie started something really early, didn't she? Was it cucumber? Yes, yes. Was it cucumber yes. that she cucumber. started in, like, February? And she was like, aye, there was, like, loads kind of going. What I, would, I just thought there was, before I lose this, I've got one question, you know what I mean? Because I haven't got yeah. notes or anything this time. So if you put a capital Q, we might try and get to some, but it's an onion special today. And I haven't even kind of done the intro. Oh, I thought I forgot my question. No, I'm going to get it out now because it'll go and it's gone. Are gardeners early people? Like, you know how you got like a kind of an early morning rises or a late rises? My son is a nighttime. My wife is a nighttime person. I'm like, I get up at like, say, half five, six, half six, something like that. And I, I'm happy. I'm, I'm alive. I'm aware where... You get me son up, you get me wife up, you know, like, God forbid, any of them times. And it's just like... (laughs) (laughs) Come, like, say, nine o'clock, though, for me, I'm kind of... Do you know what I mean? I'm I'm knocking. And I was just thinking, gardeners must be early people, like an early... JB, you've got to be, man. I know. (laughs) How can you not be, be, like, get to the garden early? Yeah, I should be. Um, mine, mine completely depends on moods. Like the time that I get up in the morning fluctuates so much. Like I'm so inconsistent. Like today we got up at nine thirty. <laughs> <laughs> I know it is Boxing Day, but yeah, some mornings I'll be up at six. Some mornings I'll be up at nine. <laughs> it really just depends. So, um, and I, so really do, you, do you have a, like a, a mood though? Like if you kind of sleep, because if I woke up say nine o'clock. Be like, I've wasted, you know, but yeah. there's a no mood with you. You just kind of, whatever. No, the- no I kind of, it just depends on how my sleep felt. Like today I woke up feeling amazing. Like I was just like, yes, let's go. <laughs> and it was 9.30. But um, yeah, normally those, it is really nice when I do wake up early. And uh-huh. you can kind of get tired on the day and it gets to kind of midday. And it feels like you've done so much already. I wish I was like that all the time. I really do. I well, I, I know, I know Steve is because I get bloody texts off him yeah. at like half five in the summer's morning when he's away <laughs> to the plot. Exactly. So yeah. I reckon that Steve, that must be as well with being chef as well. Do you know what I mean? You kind of you've got to be there, crack a dawn to kind of prepare for edge and kind of you know food and everything oh, God, like yeah. that. Yeah, it's it's something I've done lifelong. You know, of course, with my, um, when I was much younger, I used to do a lot of fishing as well. So I was out at the crack of dawn for that. So. Yeah, as soon as it's light outside, if I wake up and it's light outside already, I'm late. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like, to get that feeling, though, like, it's a, such a lovely feeling when you get the allotment, yeah. there's no one there, and it's like, like say, half six, and it's like, oh, it's almost like you've stole yeah. a little bit back. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, like, it's like walking on fresh snow, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> right, well, we are... Now, it's Stephen that actually says this. Boxing Day is the day to sow, traditionally, to sow your onion seeds. Now, I was just saying to JB there, I am a set man. 
through and through. Do you know what I mean? I've never kind of, I've never sown onion seeds. I've well, I've tried the odd one. I'm not saying I haven't sown them, but always I'll come like say probably March. I'll go to the garden centre or online and buy like bags of like onion sets and mm-hmm. put them in and. Onion, like the white onions, I, I don't really have a problem with. You know what I mean? They kind of, they grow, they grow good, and I might fight with, say, you know, onion rot, you know, that kind of thing, which is a given on my plot. But yeah. white onions are perfect. Red onions, every time, go to seed. And Steve just kind of said, "Well, it's because you're doing sets, man. It's like the, the you know, yeah. synonymous with kind of Bolton red onions." So, yeah. and Steve used did say it was like kind of, this has been like passed down granddad's, you know what I mean? Granddad, granddad, you know, like your boxing day is a kind of traditional day for sowing onion right. seeds. I, th- I think it's a combination of getting seeds going early. It's also a combination of gardeners growing for shows in the autumn and also a combination of on boxing day, the old man of the house has had enough of the family around at Christmas <laughs> and he wants an excuse to get out. But that's where I think it's come from because, you know, when I was a kid and going off with my granddad doing all this gardening stuff, if you went down the allotments on a, on a you know, Boxing Day morning, near enough every greenhouse would have a bloke in it and he was there and you knew exactly what he was doing. He was sowing his onions and that was the, that's always been the dumb thing. Any more tradition, I don't know about. But something that's a little bit annoying at the moment, I keep seeing, is people are putting leeks into the same category as onions for sowing on Boxing Day, and that's just wrong. So <gasps> I don't like that at the minute. Oh, the, ner- the nerve of some guy. <laughs> I know, I know. That cheeky... <laughs> you you know where... That's those- bit, that- <laughs> Go on. No, I was just going to say, like, we're going to sow seeds now for onions. Right. But can someone come along and say March, and which is a yes, you know, and still get get yes. an onion that by, by sowing? Definitely, yeah. Right. Definitely. So, are we just like getting them, getting the actual veg earlier then, and then you can clear it for for the next year, like the next round of crops you want to grow in that garden, or would you kind of sow seeds now? Then say a month later, I saw some more possibly, and then a month later, I saw more or not. Well, I'm leaving, leaving myself plenty of time. If these seeds that I'm going to sow today fail, if they fail, I've got plenty of time to sow again. I'm also spreading my season out for what I need to sow and grow on. So I'm not sowing everything in two days in one weekend. I'm kind yeah. of spreading it out. Mm-hmm. over a season and giving myself that fallback cushion of plenty of more time to sow. It doesn't matter. I mean, you could sow in the middle of February or in the middle of March and we'll grow. And red onions are particularly good for that. So Right, right. Well, talking about um, failure and, you know what I mean? Failure and... Give <laughs> 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 sir. What... I'm at, right in remembering that we've chat there that you're you're an onion set man. You've never grown seeds yeah. as well. Yeah, 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 a hundred percent. And mine is always it's it's just forgetting. Like there's, I always have this bad kind of mental block with the start of the season. And um, I'll start my chilies nice and early, and then suddenly it'll be the end of February, and it's just like it's like it just happened, and I didn't realise. Mm-hmm. And then I go. 
oh god oh god i need to like i don't have my potatoes i don't have my onion sets or whatever so we just bombed down to wilkinson <laughs> oh yeah no, that's the okay, <laughs> yeah. it all up super cheap and um i bung it in the ground and like steve was saying I end up doing everything in, you know, a couple of weekends, like sewing everything. It's always quite stressful. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's human error. Like it's bad planning <laughs> I just mm-hmm. need to kind of snap out of it. A bit of it is weather as well. You know, those February kind of can be really cold and you can be a bit like reticent to get out and about because I'm a Southern softy. <laughs> <laughs> well, the can, but, Steve, um, the can, the kind of onions, can stand a bit of cold there now as well, long as I guess the roots yeah. are warm, they can kind of put up with a little bit of kind of chill. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, to get these seeds going, you only need, you only sort of need temperatures between 10 and sort of 16 degrees, 13 is ideal uh, to get them going. They don't even need propagator heat, just a windowsill or cold greenhouse, get them st- or a cold frame, get them started in there and let Mother Nature. And the daily temperature sorted out for you. So they're very good, but it's just another thing sewn and something else out of the way. And I, I've got all this kind of built into my head over years that, you know, once I've done my onions, then I'm starting to think about my peppers and my aubergines and then later on my tomatoes. And, you know, it, it kind of goes like a diary, if you like, up here in my mm-hmm. head. Mm-hmm. What about, Steve, what about... Um... Because I've got some spring onions. Can you chance spring onions just yet? Yeah, you can. I mean, they might not do very well, but there's no harm in trying because the weather can change and the weather does change in the UK. So you never quite know what you, what's going to happen. And that's why I do it all the time. I, I sow things that I know I shouldn't be growing. And every single time near enough it surprises me mm-hmm. even after 50 years something new will happen and something you know i'll learn something else which is good well mind you i've um i've had my my backside handed to us this year with the frost do you know what i mean the kind of, i thought that the, the the hot you know the, the the scorching was like bad for the garden but that yeah. um and like you say yours steve would like minus 15 or something silly like that it's just like you ain't going to grow anything, it, and it's going to kill. It, does, see, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter losing a few, a few crops, Tony, because the next four or five years, you might get mild temperatures uh, all uh, the way through, and you, that's where you're going, and that's why it's worth doing. Mine, it was quite. Um, it's quite a startling video of yours where you were sitting in the in the greenhouse talking about. I can't remember what you were talking about, but all your plants in the background are dead. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. hit by the frost, <laughs> and it's just like, oh. so GB. JB, what mm. um, what onion seeds are you growing then, sir? What are well, you going to attempt? <laughs> <laughs> but I've got um, so I've got the classic basically today, which yep. is one of Steve's recommendations, right? Bedford, Bedford Champion. Champion. right? Yes, brilliant. So luckily, I had one of these. I think this is a fresh seed. Yeah, Feb twenty three. Um, so I've got those, and I've got as well a, a really old packet of the same one so this is bedford champion as well right, um, right. and this is quite old so i'm going to do this in a separate thing and just see what what see company is that gb what company is that is, one this is seed parade the one that we were talking about so they're supplied by premier seeds direct right um but they're super cheap um and i got these when these these are old these are really old um packed 2021 <laughs> Oh, so, I can beat that. I can beat that, JB. Weird on, weird on. But, um, I'm, 
There, I'll just okay. um, I'll jump to me one second there. So these, uh, can you see? 2020. Now, I was talking to kind of Steve about these, and this company, Mammoth Improves, they don't do it in this glass little vial. So I've had this for a while there now, and I've, as you can see, I've still got quite a few of them. Stephen, JB, will these grow? Well, JB, will 2020. Can you wish? We'll can find you, out. Can, won't you, we? can you blow a magic Christmas kiss on it and wish yeah. it luck? <laughs> I don't think I'm a very good omen for plants. <laughs> so. so, what else, GB, are you growing? So it says I've got these ones as well, which are once again a bit of an older seed. Is it going to focus? It is, yep. but it's a bit reflective. This is Carmen, which is meant to be a sweet red onion, and this is from Real Seeds. These were given to me um, a little while back by a friend, and uh, <laughs> I did the thing where I hadn't planned. So by the time I was looking at my seeds, this was kind of April, and I went, ooh, it's a bit late for those red onions, I think. Um, so they're a little bit old as well, but we're going to give those a go. And I've got another red, which is a classic, which I have actually had some success with. I think mm-hmm. I sowed these first year um, that I had, so we're coming into my fourth year. And I think I sowed these in kind of late February, March into seed cells. And they were a little bit dinky when it came to harvest time. But yeah. I did actually get a red onion from seed without it bolting. And I've never tried red onion sets. So. See, I have I don't mind dinky onions, mind you, JB. It's like Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like sometimes like a, just a small like red onion, especially, you can use it in one salad, sit in like one salad bowl and it's you know, I've often kind of said that. So no no problem there with me. Right, my seeds then. My main one is and I grow this each year, is stir on. Now, about mm. two or three years ago, I started mixing Sturons and Stuttgart. I think it's called Stuttgart, no, Stuttgart. And, but I'm quite happy with the Sturon there. Like I say, I've got these Robinson's Mammoth, and that's, I'm just going to sow them now because I always sow them too late. Whether they'll come off or not, I'm not 100% sure. I have some red burgundy. You know what, thousand oh, seeds there, and I think these were probably ninety nine pence if that. You know what I mean? So, nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, what else have I got? Uh, they're all kind of now. These are, I'm just showing them that these are spring onions, but it's this. You get these from um, direct direct plants, Premier Seeds, and it's just this. This is where I get that lettuce from. That kind of works so well. It's this. Whoever this company is, Premier Seeds, kind of oh. kind of distribute them. And I love them. And this is probably another. Can you see I'm kind of looking desperate for red onions because I don't really kind of grow red <laughs> onions very well. You know what I mean? Stephen, what, what can yes. you recommend for, like, onion seeds? Um, well, I'm, I've got Bedfordshire Champion, which, you know, most folk will know. They're a great white onion, and they do get to a, a really big, big size. <laughs> Did I say big? Do they, are, they, are they full of the water, Steve, or they're a nice kind of... No, they store well. I've got a couple of ropes of them hanging in the shed at the moment. Right. At the back there, so uh, I'm where you're using them. You just only need to get one where you might need to get two or three otherwise. I should have got not... some of them. Should have listened to you when you were talking about them. Oh, that's I've got Fred. Yeah. That's so, the Mama Fred. That's so how that's they the... come packaged now. That's, I was going to say, let's have a look at the package there, Steve. I'll just um, put you on... Right, so that's the new kind of package. And you drove, I wish I had the photograph, you drove past the actual company 
And you said it's just like a hut in the winter time, you know what I mean? Because yeah. these are kind of renowned. This this um, this kind of mammoth, you know what I mean? This uh, this guy's renowned for his onions and onions, all giant veg. But yeah, you know what I mean? When you they've, see, they've see been it. there over a hundred years, and they developed the mammoth, uh, the mammoth white, and the mammoth red. Uh-huh. Um, they got massive greenhouses there. You know those great big ones with the brick bases. And they're like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They must be thirty foot across and fifty foot long. They're huge greenhouses, and they grow indoors and in their fields as well. But yeah, the sales bit where the where you can go up and buy some seeds or some plants in the winter is just an old. It's, well, it's not an old shed. It's just a shed, mm-hmm. probably no more than twelve by fourteen or something. So, and in the summer, they've got an outhouse where they sell tomato plants and that sort of thing as well. Uh, whereabouts? Are they in the country then, Steve? Because you you were, I think, going down to uh, relatives, and you just took a, right. a snap. And you know, as you part, whereabouts are they physically? Um, it's Pauline Morris is here. She knows the exact address. Uh, so I know she lives local. Uh, it's around the Garstang area. It's not far from Garstang. Where the Lancashire. hell's Garstang? How are you, man? Give it a bit more kind of. Doesn't sound very British. Lancashire. Right, right, Lancashire. Right, oh, right, nice. right. Right. What else? Anything else you've grown or not? Or? Yes, I've got one of these. I haven't grown these for a number of years, but I've got this one as well, and people will know this one. It's the Kelsey onion. Right. Is that a short onion as well? See, a it big is. Yes. Yeah. Because somebody the... somebody recommended that to me, but to buy them, like, already as onions, and I did get a nice yeah. little crop, mind you. I did, the, I did them in that big nasty bed, and, yeah, there was a couple that had the white rot, but... I was quite, you know what I mean, quite impressed with them, to be honest. But like I say, someone actually planted the seed for it, you know, sent the seed over in the wraps, you know, it was like a company and they came. I just had to kind of put them in and, you know, I was about three foot away from the finishing line when I got them. So it didn't really, it wasn't really, um, growing them. So... Stephen, <laughs> on, your, on your recommendation... I'll just put you there. Just show you this now. I'm gonna I go into my zooms. Right, this is my compost, Stephen. Oh, that's yeah. good. It's been sieved. It's oh, been oh, it's oh, good. It's been warmed, and it's got a little bit of moisture in there as well. Right, so that's my now. I know JB's kind of, and actually it was JB that told me about this. This I've got this bag of vermilion. I've got about. Ah, nice. I've got so much of it, GB. It's a giant bag. You know what I mean? The sack, yeah. Oh, it's and what a bargain it was. So I brought some down from the hood. Now, Steve, would you recommend me putting or anybody putting vermiculite in compost for the onion seeds? Because I know GB adds it with his chili seeds. Yep. Would you do that for onion seeds, Steve? Yeah, it just adds a bit of um, aeration into the mix. Um, yeah, just. It stops it getting cold and claggy, stops your compost, you know, because they've been watering from the top all the time. The, the compost will eventually settle under the pressure of the water, and it, it just lightens the mix and adds air into it. Mm. It's brilliant, especially for young emerging plants and their roots. So, yeah, right, right. Well, know, I, I use it. As right. Well. well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to do this because Steve's got some onions to show with a kind of like how to plant, but I'll put. Do you think I'll put that whole bag in? No, no, no. Put a few handfuls in there. Two handfuls, yeah. probably. Right. Well, I'm not going to... Just 
little bit. That'll bit do, more, bit more. I've got big hands. <laughs> you know, I put I put all this stuff in this bag, and it's got like two bloody holes in it. Anyway, so there's dust, there's dust everywhere. So there's a trail right through the house. <laughs> now this is actually the first time you know I've used the Mickey Light. Do you know what I mean? But like I said, JB, give us a link to it. JB, I don't know if yeah. you can just even find that link again if it's still the same price, but the amount I got was yeah. just like, you know, if anybody... It's really, can... really shocking because um, you can buy it from kind of 10-litre bags in, at garden centres. Uh-huh. It's normally about a tenner, I think, and yeah. normally online you can get it from a wholesaler. <laughs> you get 100 litres, literally 10 times as much for about 20, 25 pounds. Yeah. Um, and so long as you've got space to store it, then it, it's... Well, Steve, you did see so as well much. that you kind of recommend... That, that I've got that bag, and he says you've had it about four years or something, and it's still... Yeah, still got good. it, yeah. Yeah. I still haven't used half of it, to be honest, because he only used a couple of handfuls at a time. But, I mean, one great tip is if you can have a look at it before you buy it, then go to... Um, an insulation specialist, somebody who's selling insulation for houses, because they use vermiculite in lofts. Mm. All right. Right. Yeah. So when you go and see, um, if you're walking past them putting up new houses, you'll see great big sausages. Um, They're about three foot wide and about 15 foot long, white sausages, and they're full of vermiculite, and they pump them into cavity walls. Right. When when they finish the buildings. Oh, it's funny I've seen them. I know what you're on about. You know, yeah. Steve, you did, um, you know, Ian's grown local. You did his um, microgreens. Yeah. Could you use the koi, that koi as a compost for, for onions? or You probably could, but you've got to be aware that the, with koi, there's no feeding. Koi, sorry. There's no feeding. There's no feeding there at all as a medium for growing in, it's great. Personally, I don't quite get on with it. And the microgreens I've got growing at the minute, for the first time it's really worked for me, to be honest. But then again, I'm paying them more attention because they're on my windowsill at home. So Mm -hmm. not letting it dry. It does dry out quick if you're not careful. Uh, And there's no feed content in there. So if you're going to use it for growing plants in, great for getting seed started, probably. but then after that, you're going to have to make sure there's feed for the plants. So, JB, how many trees have you got? Because you're going to do some seed sowing as well there, sir. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if I've really got enough. So I've got the four seed packets. And what I've got, what I could find at short notice. <laughs> and now what to get ready. Yes. Yeah. These kind of ones. So that's a, yeah. a full half kind of trays. seed bottom. And then two half trays, yeah. Um, and they're filled with <laughs> suboptimal compost. <laughs> I, I did bring it in yesterday, so it has um, it has warmed up. Did you not bit. get? Did you not get Steve's memo? It had to be warmed up <laughs> a couple, three or four days. He said he gave me the instructions. Yes, three or four days. It had to be damp, and it had to be this and that. So I thought, oh, I better get that right because if he goes bloody, because I just yeah. got me onion seeds the other day because I forgot the order of picking onion seeds. So. <laughs> Suboptimal, yes. Well, GB suboptimal is not a good start. Do you know what no, I mean? It's not a great. <laughs> it's start, not a good start. So, kind of. I think it should be okay. The main issue that, and the main thing <coughs> I was concerned about is that it's, it's been outside for quite a long time. I bought it, I think, last season. It got wet 
a lot a lot of the um, water has stayed in the bag. Steel. So what steel's done, the word you're looking for. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I've mixed in a bit of some slightly fresher compost that I had lying around, um, and some perlite as well. They're kind of the white rocks to just dry it out a little bit, make sure that it's not going to be completely, um, you know, waterlogged. So, JB, while you, while you, JB, sorry, just to jump in because I thought of a question there. Just for folks, I don't know the difference from vermiculite to per, to perlite. What what is that? So they they kind of do opposite things, and sometimes it seems a bit counterintuitive using them both in a soil mix. But vermiculite is um, the big kind of chunky. It's like a mineral, um, and it's more absorbent. So it, it actually acts a little bit like a sponge, um, and kind of. Make sure that your soil mix stays hydrated for longer. It doesn't dry out as quickly. Um, and it can kind of absorb nutrients as well from feed. But perlite is kind of the opposite. It's basically kind of small rocks. And they're good for aeration. So it stops the compaction of the soil. And it stops it from getting too wet, which is especially good for things like chili peppers, which is why I use it. And today, like I say, I've used it just because I know that I'm starting with soil that is a bit too wet. Um, And the other thing about perlite is as it heats up, it kind of expands a bit and then contracts. And that is what kind of helps the aeration of the soil and it stops the compaction. So would on your chilies then, JB, just an old go back to chilies there. Do you (laughs) you use both vermiculite and perlite in your spray? Yeah, yeah, I do. Right. And Um, you get good results. They do kind of different things, but in combination, they do work quite well. Stephen, what's anything else you can recommend with your compost? Because have you got some compost there? Have you got your your, your setup ready, sir, for this grand saw? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've got uh, got my little tray ready. I'm only going to sow the one because they're all they're all so the same. So, um, I mean, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll be honest though, Steve. Those um, uh, can you see mine as well? These I'll little, they're just an for me an ideal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, an ideal. Brilliant. And you, you can get like see if I had tomatoes, you can get a full season of tomatoes. You know what I mean? In one little yeah. tree. You know what I mean? <laughs> what with onions and Steve? How? How much do you sow in a in a you know would you sow like half a packet or do you just kind of sprinkle on the top? Yeah, or? probably would, probably would, and I just broadcast them on there, so I'm not uh-huh. sowing them in rows, uh, or I'm not even doing trenching or anything like that. Just sow them on, and then later I'll cover them with some more compost, uh, and that's it. Job done. Easy peasy. And what Doesn't about then? Much. What about Steve? You know, like see, so I've got that now. I filled it with my compost. I tamped it down. I put the seeds on. I've give a little bit more compost into a plastic bag. No, you don't need to. I mean, I've I've got the lids for these um, here, which is you know for the for the propagator. I'll put the lid on, but on top here, I will open this vent mm-hmm. uh, so it doesn't get too too moist in there and too damp, and then just put it somewhere to for them to germinate. And then they'll go out into the greenhouse. Um, it's it's pretty simple stuff, but it's just another job out of the way. That's that's the thing. That's the key thing. How long would you say then for germination? In like you say, in like a, a ten degree room, would it like a, a couple of weeks? I would say so. Yeah, you'll you'll, mm-hmm. you'll start to see signs. If I if I've not seen anything after two weeks, then I might put it on a propagator for a couple of days just to encourage them to come. Uh, but then as soon as I see 
any any green coming through, I'll take it off the propagator and away. Well, this is the see Christmas. I was supposed to get off the daughter one of those Super Seven, <laughs> right? And I see because we've she got his Peter K tickets. Peter K, you know, like the comedian. Got Peter. Yeah, really? And I should, yeah. And, oh, lovely, lovely. You know, I was like, oh. Where's my propagator? I said, did you get me propagator? <laughs> right? Because <laughs> right? I knew the day of school on. And she said, Aidan's bought it, who's our boyfriend, Aidan, but Aidan lives in Nottingham, who's driving up actually now, we're probably an hour away from, she says, Aidan's got it. Dad, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? So I would have had it here to kind of. So what I want to do, though, Stephen, hopefully I'm doing the right thing, is actually switch that on and put the little things. Is that okay to do that then? Have a bit of kind of heat. Yeah, I mean, that, um, that propagator, the Super 7 propagator, only heats up, I think, about 8 or 10 degrees above ambient room temperature. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it depends where you put the If you put the propagator in a cold porch and put them on, they'll be fine in there. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You just don't want them. To, you don't really want them any hotter than 16 degrees. You certainly don't want them into the 20s. That's, that's no good for them. Right, right. And then... When they have germinated, do you know what I mean? And I'm gonna, I'm what say, like, say two inches, then take them up to that, or would you, as soon as they kind of come through, get them out, get them into the greenhouse? You've got to wait for what they call the uh, crook stage, C R double O K. And that's as, as, as the stem comes up, the top of it will bend over at that sort of an angle, then you dig it out. You know, I use a seed label, hold on to the top gently, dig it out and transplant it into modules. Right. Also, right, so we're going like one kind of, oh, there's a top tip then, one module for one little seed. Yeah. Because what I was hoping, Steve, was what I was going to do was kind of get that, get them to about that height, (laughs) you know what I mean? And then kind (laughs) of, so you're actually transplanting way before that then. Yes, yeah. Right. So they'll all be individual plants and they'll fill the modules. Sometimes if growth is rapid, you actually need to repot them before the ground is ready to pot them into outside. Uh But that doesn't happen that often. So I know we're we're whizzing through this there. So we've we've transplanted them into them trees, and I'm going to say that's like, say, the end of January. Maybe you've you've transplanted them into them trees. When would you actually put them into your garden? Mm. Um, now, this is... Oh, it's all one. magic. It's all like, well, it <laughs> all depends on the... No, we want a fixed date, the 19th of February. Something like no that. No chance. No chance. I've got the date out, mate. It, it depends on the weather. You want the ground to be right. You want the ground to be dry and warmish, so you'll want a few days sunshine just to give them that start and give them that urgency to get out of that little plug and escape from it. If they've got everything they need in that plug and they've been quite happily growing away, there's no encouragement for for them to get out into the soil. So if the soil's warm and it's not too wet, the plant thinks, oh, I like this, and and off it will go and start sending its roots out. But I would say probably... The end of March, maybe right, somewhere around there. Right. Well, he's that's Rough, that's a good date. You know, end of March. Good. When would you then, Stephen, be wanting to kind of lift your your fruits, your wares, 
Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, <laughs> just shorties. Posh, sorry, the chat, the chat were asking about my mug. <laughs> <laughs> when would you um, then, what? Steve, like expect to like think right there? Because I normally wait till my onions kind of keel over a little bit before I'm even yeah. interested in pulling them over. But as a date, if 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 every garden scenario weather was okay, right, <laughs> we just had a normal kind of UK garden, you know, season. When would you yeah. be looking to pull them? Later that year. <laughs> there you go. There's a big state for you. This is one of these things that keeps it keeps cropping up in gardening. When when do you plant them? Well, you plant when the soil's ready. When do you harvest them? Yeah. You harvest them when they're ready. How much water do I put on with the tomato? Will you put on how much that plant needs? It's yeah. there are no set things really in gardening, um, it's, and you have to use your skill and judgments to, to yeah. judge that. I think it's one of the most frustrating things when you first yeah. when you first start gardening. If you're a new gardener, you, you every, every guide that you look at, every instruction is the same thing. It's basically the the question is how long is a piece of string? It depends on so many factors. Yes. And like Steve yeah. says, it's a it's a skill that you you kind of learn how to read those factors and learn when yes. things are ready. But when you're just starting out, it's like just give me a date. You know, I know. Like, that's, I that's all know. we want is a date. Eh? Is that when well, I do it? <laughs> It's funny enough. It's no, it funny enough. Like JB, it's funny enough because I watched a Charlie Dowden one about garlic, and I'm sure it was. He said the 24th of June. He picked oh, that, yeah. and I went right. And I've ever since you know been like as if I know what I'm doing on my videos. And don't forget, you kind of lift them about the 24th of June. You know what I mean? I think it's. I mean, it's in the ballpark. You know what I mean for sure for yeah, garlic, yeah. like kind of the 24th of June. So. And you're exactly right. When you first start out, though, it's like, what yeah. do you mean? Water when when it needs it. Tell us when. How who's going to tell yeah. us it needs? You know what I mean? How do you know it's going to? So yes, it's a difficult, difficult thing. What out of all your onions, Steve? Which are the ones you would like to kind of cross the finishing line? Are you kind of, is this, is there something you think? Well, I can I can. If I don't get a red onion, or is it the white onions that you kind of would sacrifice first? Or no, um, the white onions are the preferred ones because they store the best. I mean, I've got the mammoth reds there, and they're nice. And I do want big reds. That's why I grow the mammoth reds. I don't, I don't grow any other reds at all. I've tried a few, but um, I want decent sized onions. I don't want to be messing around with tiddlers. So that's why I grow the mammoth reds. But it's the Bedfordshire champion for me every time because it's it's a base of my kitchen and the base of my cooking is the onion. So I've got to have them. I'll have to um, I'll have to get a packet of them then. You know what I mean? Just to kind of try them and I hopefully, you know, I don't know what the kind of bloody that's. It's been a bit. Of, you know, I'm not saying annoying. You know what I mean? Kind of first world problems there, like the postal strike. You know what I mean? I can't get me me seeds. You know what I mean? They're kind of fighting yeah. for the kind of the the cut the. the the livelihoods there, so I'm mm. supporting them that way. You know what I mean? So you know what I mean. But it's hard to get like a certain seed at the moment. I was thinking my seeds aren't going to come. You know what I mean? It's going to be a few weeks, and I've had things on order from from your coffee machine. A certain like a, a porter filter. It's still like the twelfth of November, and I said, you know what I mean? It's just like I really nightmares. So, JB, is there, is there any questions you'd like to ask? Yes. Yeah, I was going to ask. So, um. 
in terms of the seed cells that you put on into or not yeah you know prick out into steve um how big how big do those cells need to be you know can you use one of those you know the charlie dowding i think it's the 60 isn't it that's got really really yeah. little plugs um and then you kind of go up to 40 as i don't like them a normal go Would straight to the 40 a, a slightly bigger one yeah go straight yeah, to the 40 have you got a four have you got a 40 jb i think i've got a I think the 40 is actually quite small. I'm trying to remember what mine would be. Be 4 by 6? 32? Is that right? <laughs> Testing 4 by 6 is 32? What? Yeah. 4 by 8 is 32. <laughs> okay. Very good. So what is that? 16? Might be quite a big one that I've got. Um, but yeah, the, the 40 for us, I can't remember. I think the Charles Dowding <laughs> ones away, are probably a little bit small. I mean, Charles yeah. might sow individual seeds into them and grow them as plants, and then he'll pot them on. Um, but the thing you've always got to be careful of when you're potting plants on is not putting it into too big a plot, uh, pot because you want the plant to use the water that's in the soil around it. You want that drying out and re-wetting process. Otherwise, it's sat in wet water and the plants will drown yeah does it no good at all 24 i think that's the one i was thinking of 24 right. is like well, the, well, the that, normal that one would, that you'd get isn't it yeah i mean i would go from a 40 to a 24 yeah, if i was okay. potting them on but i mean a 40 it's they're about this sort of width aren't they roughly yeah. sorry i was I, I don't know if i've kind of missed a bit of the conversation yeah, i was thinking about something totally else. steve would you take your 40 back to a 24 then so you'd repot on before you even get outside if if they needed it before the ground was ready, wow. you know, um, there's a lot of work eh? when you've just got it's the more sets. Than I was expecting. Uh huh. You've just you got the sets say... and just in the ground, and that's it. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were going to say from the seed trays into the ground. Um, yeah. But yeah, it does sound well, like it, it's it, a bit more like a tomato or a pepper or something. Uh-huh. You know? You've got to keep it going and going. Well, all plants are like that. They all follow that same yeah. procedure, and that's why that then becomes automatic and if you're doing the same thing with all your plants you become that much more deft at doing it and then these things happen quickly i mean tony's always commented how quick i pop my seedlings on but if you're doing thousands every year it becomes second nature and it doesn't take long at all Mm -hmm. it really doesn't and the more you do it the more efficient you are and the better better you are and quicker you are doing it i've got a couple of questions Go on, oh, sorry, go on. Go on. No, no. I was going to say that's something that always shocks me when I watch Steve work in his videos. How quickly he oh, can man. smash out like a tray of seeds. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm like, How has he done that so quickly? <laughs> it's it's really impressive. Because oh, we laugh about it, Steve, but it, it is because then you do it, and me, sometimes we'll do it like on camera. And there's many yeah. a time where I've kind of, I better just edit that out because I've just been too. You know what I mean? Too. Uh, Looks, of, you know what I mean, where you can't even get it to look good, but you're doing it live, and it's like it's done, and you're thinking, yeah, <gasps> and it's like <laughs> then you see Steve's seeds come through, straight lines, all perfect. <laughs> you know what I mean? I even I won. I did this kind of salad one where there was like what Steve did, like puts like little kind of divot trough, you know, yeah. and plant all seeds. I even hot glued me sat me labels to the side of it, thinking. Perfect. Within a week, they'd all come off, and it was mixed. And I was like, "Oh, what a pain in the ass!" 
You know what I mean? What's so, the bloody point? What's the bloody point? Rusty, <laughs> Steve, Rusty's asking, are you keeping your onions in a cold greenhouse or with heat? You know when you kind of say you took them to the greenhouse? Are you yeah. starting to kind of switch on your heat already in your greenhouse? No, there's there's no heaters on. Um, I mean, I've got a propagator on my windowsill in my kitchen, and that's still switched off. And I've got the big heat bench, the beast in the in the greenhouse that you know about. That's switched off. I've also got a frost heater in there. That's switched off. And I probably won't switch them on for another couple of weeks yet. But no, onions don't need heat. 13 degrees is about ideal. But anywhere in the range, sort of between 10 and 16 mm-hmm. is fine. You don't want too cold and you don't want too hot. Right, right. JB, I've got Pauline Morris is asking, um, is it horticultural vermiculite? Where did you get it, Tony? Now, like I say, I got a link off JB. So what's the, I don't know what the difference is. What's the difference from horticultural vermiculite? Just more expensive, I'm going to say. (laughs) It's a good question. I think from what I've noted is when you buy it in the small bags from the garden centre, it is much finer. It's like a much smaller kind of particle. When you get it in the big bags, it is definitely a lot chunkier. I actually have some just here. And this is the kind of, this is the bigger one. Um, so you can see the the chunks. Maybe you can't see that. Um, but they're definitely a lot bigger. No, it's not focus, doing please, it. It's focus. not doing it on the focus. <laughs> it's not doing it. You just have to trust me. It's a lot bigger. You know, they're kind of, um, whereas when... You get it from the garden centre, which might be the horticultural stuff. It's more like a, like the size of a that would come out of a pepper mill or something like that. Right. You know, it's really, really fine. And Jimmy, would you find that the the stuff we've got is the better stuff than the kind of finer powdery stuff? Or I think they probably both work fine, but the finer stuff is probably better. You see, some sometimes people coat their seed cells with them. Um, and I think if you're going to be doing that, the finer stuff is probably better because you can just get a lot more on there. Whereas if you put the big chunky stuff on top, mm-hmm. um, it won't really kind of, most of it won't be in contact with the soil or there'll be lots of air in there. Um, and the whole thing about having the vermiculite on top for seed sowing is that it keeps the top really nice and moist, um, yeah. which, you know, a lot of seeds will need for germination. So I think if you're using it in your soil mix, the big stuff's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing well, though. Okay, <laughs> I could be wrong. I'm just kind of, um, I'm just kind of guessing. Oh, Jeff has said that the horticultural stuff has um, dust removed, yeah, um, which can get claggy or sticky when wet. Oh, right. So, also, um, they've removed the dust, and it's just actual the particles. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, and Claire's saying if you've got the big stuff, it can be a bit dusty. So, maybe well, I've some. got GB. You, you told us to get that. I've got to. <laughs> I've got enough to last 20 years. <laughs> it's still fine. It's definitely, the big stuff is fine in the mix. For uh-huh, sure. Uh-huh. 100%. And can you get, I know we've got, your perlite, can you get that in that size as well? Or is that just. Yes. A- yeah, absolutely. I, I posted a link to both. Right. Uh, there's some Amazon links in the chat. Um, but I'll post again. I'll if post you want, again. don't forget, because I, I can't see many onion questions. I just want to kind of stick it to onion related before we kind of shoot off there. Put a capital Q on your question, and then I'll find it up there. So, Steve, can we see you planting, sowing some seeds in? Or... Yes, I can uh, change the camera view, and hopefully this works and I don't freeze. <laughs> 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 Let's right. see how that works. 
Oh, look at that. Perfect. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Hello. So, <laughs> is that just out just before we start then, Steve? Is that the sparkly? Is that your just your bench or is that on because it looks like it's on soil as well? Is that your bench? <laughs> it just doesn't oh, it is right. Yeah. I actually like this. <laughs> yes. uh, I thought it was bench. just like a, you had a nice big compost bed there as well. So, so what are, are onions are these then, Steve? Well, these ones, ones I'm going to sow. Let me see if I can get them in here. The mammoth reds. So they're kind of loose in the packet. You can just about see them in there. So a few, all, so you can send some over to me when they're cruel. <laughs> <laughs> and all I'm going to do is just gently broadcast them on, on here. And I'll probably end up sowing about 40 or 50 in this tray. And I think that's probably... About right, and all I'll do with that now is just push them down so that the seeds are in contact with the compost, and I'll put about half a centimeter of compost on top of that, which I've got in the kitchen <laughs> where everyone should keep the compost, and then I'll just put a spray of water over the top of that compost just to wet that. This is wet this morning, it looks dry because it's been sat there for an hour, but um. Yeah, and that's it. And then all I've got to do then is put my little lid on and I'll put that on the kitchen windowsill and then I'll open that to vent it. Right. And that's so it. It doesn't have to Job be done. in this kind of, this cliche dark cupboard, you know, like in the dark, you can just put it on the windowsill like that, Steve, can you? Yeah, I mean, they'll be in the dark anyway because there'll be a layer of compost on top of them anyway. So... Right, right. We're getting some questions in there now, Steve, so we'll, we can answer some questions as well. Um, can I start Roscoff onions off now? This is uh, rainy. I've never heard of Roscoff. Is that a, 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 like a, a, a specialist onion? That I've tasted them, and they're really nice. I've never actually grown them myself. Right. Um, what? Uh, what? I, I guess they're just an onion, but like a... Like a what, like a chef's onion or something, Steve? Or pretty much, yeah. They, right. they are a specialist onion. Right. I'm just trying to remember, and I don't want to quote it unless I know. I can't remember if the French or Italian, but the one of those. Right, right. I can't remember. Uh, Ivy is asking. Ivy Passmore is asking. Is it too late to plant winter onion sets? Thanks. Oh God, you've got plenty of time to plant onion sets. You can plant them all the way up until April. No problem at What's... all. I mean, when they say a winter onion set, what, what, what does well, that I, mean? I, I, differentiates I, a winter onion? I call them, I know this is a weird thing, but I call them, I've always been told, Japanese onions. Do you know what I mean? And it's yes. Like, and the overwintering just, ones. Yeah, and they don't grow as big, and you can pick them earlier than your, your main crop. So I've got some in there yeah. now. As you walk into my allotment through my gate, the first bed on the, on the right has got winter onions in, and it... Oh, forget Senshu, is that right? Is that how you Senshui, yeah. Yeah, Senshui, right, yeah. So I've got um, them going. But so you can plant them, Steve, even now. Like Yeah, I don't see why not. They're still an onion and they still grow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just don't grow them because I I hate holes in rows. You know, you've got plant, plant, <laughs> hole, plant. Uh, Not in my allotment, big to... fella. Not in my allotment. That's all I'm seeing. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rusty's asking, 
Do onions do well in big pots of of short or short on space? Do onions yeah. do well in big pots? Yeah, they grow well in pots. Right, yeah. right. Because um, that means if short on space. Yes. I might try that this year to avoid a bit of white rot. Because um, I realised last year I had all these big, um, you know, those kind of 30 litre tubs. I mostly yeah. use them for sweet corn. But I was thinking of all sorts of things I'm going to try in them this year um, that I'm really excited to kind of try out. Because I just love the idea of being able to move them, especially mm-hmm. as they kind of yeah. get to the close of the season. Um, and yeah, I'm definitely going to try some onions in them, see if I can avoid them. Steve, Sue's asking, um, Sue Jones is asking, do you sow shallot seeds now as well? No, I'll I'll wait till March for those. Um, February for Malik's and uh, March for the uh, shallots, so probably I'm, mid-March. I'm not talking about, say, oh, Steve, I'm not going for, say, banana shallots, you know, like, say, normal kind of bunching shallots. Would you grow them as a, a seed as well or from a set? Probably as a set. The uh-huh. um, the ones I grow from seed, as you know, are the zebrunchalots. But if you grow it, if you want to plant uh, shallot sets, then about sort of March, when the soil's ready to accept mm-hmm. them. I think them I'm then. not going to bother with uh, banana shallots this year. I just kind of... Because I've got... I haven't ordered any, and I just got. I think they, they were the wrong type that came, and I'm just kind of knocked by it. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm knocked <laughs> by the disappointment, and because I thought they were going to be tremendous. Do you know what I mean? All yeah. like it was all green, lovely thick stems right the way until I kind of picked a couple for test, and then they were just like hollow papery tissue paper, rancid things, and I thought, right, right. And you, and you um, I don't know. To be honest, I think wrong seed, but or a wrong but like strain. I don't know. You know what I mean? Ballyson mm. allotment man, do you spray lukewarm water, Steve, on them? You know, like, I guess when you've sown your seeds there, do you spray yeah. a little bit of lukewarm water or just cold water? Cold water is fine, but if you've warmed your compost in your house or like I have in my kitchen, um, it wouldn't hurt to put a little bit of warm water in there. Just take away that chill that you'll get from the tap because you've warmed your soil a little bit. Mm-hmm. So there's no point making them cold again. Well, Pam's actually talked about banana shallots. When do you sow your banana shallots, Steve? March? Yeah, again, in, in March, yeah, mid-March. Right, right. It's all to do with season length and um, days to maturity of the of these different things. It's like, um, you know, I, I said right at the start, I, I get a bit upset when people are plant, sowing the leeks on Boxing Day, calling it traditional. It is and it isn't. If you're showing leeks in, in the autumn show, so sort of August and September, that's when you want your leeks to mature by. So you'll sow them in early, you know, or late December. If you want them to stand in the ground without them going to seed, sow them much later because they've only got a certain length till they mature. And if they're mature in August, you've still got the all August and September for them to flower and ruin. Mm-hmm. So you want to time them to to be ready in the ground, mature at the, at the end of that season when, so that they haven't got a time or a chance to flower. And then they can sit in the ground all the way through your winter and you can pick them 
and that's the perfect and that's the ideal. Well, that's uh, that, that's what um, mine are just kind of sitting there, like the frost hasn't bit them around. You know what I mean? They're doing yeah. doing great. So as me broad beans, mind you, I had a little look the other day. And I, I, my broad beans, Stephen, are doing fine. You know what I mean? Just, <laughs> find that out, <laughs> the folks. <laughs> yeah. um, Steve uh, Graham's asking. Graham Smith's asking onions in pots on top of raised beds. Now, I personally can't see the point of that. But if you've got a raised bed, I would have thought that would be good enough. But I guess there's no stopping Graham if he wants to. No, I don't see why not. I mean, it might be somebody who's got, um, how shall I put it, mobility or access issues. And doing it that way might Uh, be easier. Um, You can grow onions in pots, no problem. Uh, You can put one onion in the centre of the pot and get one big onion. Or you can grow several and have handfuls of little ones. No problem at all. Right. Mm. Anne's asking, I'm growing, excuse me if I get these wrong, red creole onions, and is it Carl onions? Are these onions big or small? Big, big or small onions? Smaller, big onions. I've never heard of them. And no, I honest, don't know them. No, I don't know them. It's, it's always surprising when Steve's not heard of one. I know. It's like, oh. Well, no, it's not, it's not so much that I... No, it is. It is. Off. It's no. quite funny. Yes. We'll take it. <laughs> it's not that they're not popular. It's just that I don't grow every variety, especially if I've got a variety that works. Now and again, I'll try another variety. But uh, like last year, I think I grew Red Red Brunswick. That was uh, an American variety, but I didn't like them because they were kind of – they were big, but they were flat. They were, uh, like, they were a weird thing. I think, uh, didn't yeah. really like them. I'm sure Stuttgart's a bit like that as well, or – I'm sure one of them is anyway. JB, yeah. you're, you're rich in there. You've been playing with your soil. You've been playing in yes, your soil yeah, pits. What have you What have you done then? I've just sowed my Bedfordshire's. Right. And I've gone for pretty much the entire seed packet in these because they're, they're half trays. Well, there's a lot I've of vermiculite in there, mind you, if you're Yeah, I, I was literally just saying, with the bigger stuff, probably don't put it on the top <laughs> but i don't have any compost to hand in the office and just thought you know give it a go give it a see, go see well, if that's... the big big yep. vermiculite on top does work or not uh, yes always, right andy ree is asking which is a great question uh can you get white rot on resistant onions well as far as i know there is not a resistant strain um like a, there isn't a resistant white white rot onion that's been bred um i could be we've wrong. tried it been... yeah we've tried yeah. every onion and the feel yeah. every time so you know what i mean exactly yeah. yeah there could be there could be one that someone somewhere in a lab is developing and hopefully hopefully they are the thing that always weirds me out about white rot is that um it's not an issue commercially or not that i've ever heard of you know you don't hear about kind of allium farmers or people that are growing onions for the supermarket having to deal with it i guess if they get it they just switch to growing something else but um i can imagine if well, you do have it in a in an agricultural scenario it would just be awful see i was Absolutely gonna see it i kind of see them switching there must be something because you wouldn't switch your Maybe. whole production to a like a, a turnip from an onion if you're an onion grower you don't mean yeah. yeah i don't i i think most you know kind of if you're doing it a, a big scale you probably can switch relatively easy to a different type of crop i'm not i'm not 100 thing the thing is with farmers they'll they will grow what their ground will grow so yeah. if it's suitable for growing cabbages they'll grow cabbages 
Um, if it's not suitable for onions, then they just won't. They won't, but it's a, won't it's bother a, with them. It's a great point that JB's made there, and I never even thought of that because you know sometimes our crops are just devastated by it, and it just yeah. messes up. So what happens when a commercial grower gets it? Because once you're in your soil. I wonder if there's a, like a, a treatment that is like a quick, like you know, obviously commercials are not always like organic. You know what I mean? Yeah. They just blitz screen yeah. something with like something that'll just kind of. I should think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But that's why we grow organic at home to avoid all that chemical nonsense, you know, as much as we can. Yeah. Right. Last question then. Pam Clark is of Garden Weeden is asking. Um, Allium leaf miner, will fine mesh be enough? Claire from Grow Plotty used fine mesh for leaks and they still got in. So I'm I'm yeah. guessing. Uh, I would I suspect Go on, JB. I was gonna say I don't I don't I think you can get finer meshes than the one that Claire used. I know she's in the chat, so she she might um pipe up and let people know. But I think the the mesh that she used, it wasn't quite as fine as the the kind of EnviroMesh stuff you can get that yeah. that really blocks everything out. So I think they're just such a small little creature they can mm-hmm. get through. What's the? Um, I haven't had them. What's the the, the the signs that you've got that then, Jibby? Well, I'm really fortunate as well. Touch wood. Oh, hey, <laughs> hey, man, we are rocking. <laughs> yeah, well, I get all white rock, but no allium leaf miner. But um, it's quite distinctive because when when you take the harvest, you'll see these kind of little. Um, vertical channels in your actual leak and they'll kind of be a bit discolored a little bit brown and then at the bottom you might find a little kind of a little grubby little grubby boy (laughs) i think they're brown um and you know what they do is they burrow in they kind of feed um on your leak leave that little channel and then they rest kind of over winter and i think they emerge in spring um which is a kind of classic life cycle of an insect um and then it's not too bad i think normally unless you've got absolutely loads of damage in the leak you could just cut it out a little bit mm-hmm. and i think mm-hmm. it's one of those things that a lot of people just kind of deal with and just cut out the bad yeah. bits but uh, i do know claire was saying last year she lost loads and loads of um allium well, i'm gonna make an exception claire's actually uh, one more question there has steve got any oh. advice on grown onions in echinaceous composters, fungus doesn't seem to like acidic conditions. No, I don't know. That's an interesting question, one I haven't really thought of, to be honest. There's a, there's a would, test. There's a test there, Steve. For you, if ever there was a test, <laughs> I would say it would probably you would have to go and have a look at onions and what pH conditions they require. Um, and yeah. I've forgotten off the top of my head what what pH they like, and see if the compost was within that range. Um, as long as they, those two match, then I don't see why not. don't see why not at all. Yeah. Now, I don't. We're, we're coming to the end of the show there now, and, and I haven't asked these two mm. gentlemen for a like a tip of the week. If they've got one <laughs> on an onion, that'll be fine. But I'm going gonna to give you a tip of the week. By God, yes, I'm going to step out of the comfort zone. It's Christmas. So, it's Christmas. (laughs) So, these are kind of, you know, the the Premier Seeds direct seeds. And when I get, you know, you kind of, any seed packet, I guess, you know what I mean? It's a kind of, it's a, it's it's not a very good tip, but I find it works perfect. So, when I've opened it, I fold it over and then I kind of just use a paper clip. Ah, that's smart. To keep that there. And I have nice, 
like, I know it's kind of hard, uh, where I put me other zoomed, which is me zoom. I have a load of kind of paper clips in me seeds as well. So I just find that like a paper clip on yeah. on there works fantastic. So that there was my Christmas tip. That's it. That's me Very for the good. year. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I've got a similar thing. I, I've got little tiny bulldog clips. Yes, um, and they're, they're about half a centimeter in size, uh-huh. and I use those because uh-huh. so it never yeah, be like, like you say that they like, pack it to seeds open and don't you know what I mean? So kind of yeah. paper clips, you know what I mean? So it's very wise. Top of the hour, we've spent an hour <laughs> waffling about it flies, onions. Eh? It you know what flies. Mean? This I've really enjoyed this show. To be honest, it's quite nice where we've we've picked a specific. Topic, Subject, yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Maybe we should do this again once a month. You know what I mean? Have a kind of a special. You know what I mean? As long as Steve's there. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a big kind. Of, it was just me and you, GB. It was kind of right. Well, yeah. that's ten minutes in. We're out of here. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I'd just be googling stuff and telling telling you what Google says. <laughs> <laughs> well, while we're here, then let me just kind of please pop over to the Discord. What I am going to do, I'm going to close it down soon as well. So I'm going to close it down so we kind of we're all just like in there at the moment, and then I'll open it back up in a kind of few weeks' time. So in a few days, once I find. I'm going to kind of close that down just so it's kind of encouraging you to kind of get in there now and get, you know, chatting on. Don't forget our podcast. If you want to kind of listen to this, which I actually do all the time, listen to it. You know, go, there's links all over the place. Listen to our, the podcast of this show as well. And if you want to be kind of so kind for the, 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 the <laughs> I've got 25 generous patrons there support this show. On on Perion, that would be fantastic as well. Have we got any final words? Yes, I've got two things I want, wanted to say to JB. Really, all right. Um, oh, oh, JB. He, he, huh? he was mentioning earlier about his substandard compost <laughs> uh, about sowing his um, the seeds in it. It doesn't matter because it's a seed, yeah. and, and as he knows himself uh, from his training, that a seed will grow. It, and you only need to get it up to seedling size and pot it on into decent compost. That's the first thing. And the second thing was those old seed parade seeds that you have that you're not sure about. Multi-sow them into modules. Just put seven or eight in each one. Uh, you can mm. either use them as spring onions or separate them later on. They'll separate nice and easy and plant them. But you're maximising your potential there. Yeah, really good points. I like that point about the compost as well. Yeah, certainly for seed sowing, it doesn't need yeah. much content, does it? Um, no, it doesn't mainly need talking about the texture, <laughs> texture and moisture yeah. of that one. Ah, oh, right. <laughs> you well. Do you think? I think that's it. Have we got anything else? Final words to um, see? Yeah, I would I like to so. see you again. Good luck. You. good luck for the year. That's yes, the yes. Say. Let's let's have yes. a start of the Sporting. season. Garden year. Thank you, everyone, for coming on like an early, an early shift for in the garden. You know, Time for garden. a drink now. I think the sun's oh. past the yard on. Well, I haven't. <laughs> it's twelve o'clock, and I haven't had me breakfast yet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, me too. oh, he has a question, Steve. I know you'll kind of you'll just spit this out of the out of the whole room. But my son's right in the kind of cooking there and but watching all like the TikTok chefs the chefs and one of my little stocking fillers that I got off you know it was kind of put in was a bag of MSG uh, MS, MSG MSG 
Yes. Monosodium glutamate. Now, I'm not joking, Steve. Like, he made scrambled egg for us, and he does the nicest scrambled eggs. You know what I mean? Like, way better than I can do. Like, this time, sprinkle a little bit of MSG on. It blew my mind how nice that umami flavor was. What's your – I want to get – you know what I mean? What Are you okay with it? Because I think – a few years ago, there was this kind of thing. Oh, it's not, it's not good. But I think that's been it's a, been disproven, and it, it's not that bad for you. Oh, it's not bad for you. JB shaking, he's loving it. I think he's drinking the yeah. MSG. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a friend who st- who used it on everything, and it was like when I tasted some of his food, I was like, oh my god, it's so good. It makes uh-huh. such a big yeah. difference. Um, and yeah, so far as I know, the it was actually I. Th- I think I could be wrong, but I think the whole kind of um, controversy about its safety was actually like it was propaganda. Um, I think it was deliberately right. kind of manufactured oh, right, propaganda right. Um, about right. it, it being used in Asian cooking. Um, and I think it was like a, a, a very deliberate um, kind of manufactured uh, <laughs> yeah, attack kind of project. Yeah, exactly. Right. An attack. Right. Um, yeah. I got, I might want to double check that. <laughs> no, no, that's no. my understanding. So, well, I've and got it's definitely to... safe. Uh, it's definitely safe. It's just a salt, essentially. It's the mm-hmm. same kind of okay, the same but kind it's of like, salt. It's a it's a flavour that's just like oh, I could like see the scrambled eggs. You know what I mean with like kind of like butter and like just like all, like you know that kind of run. I like that. I don't like a tough scrambled eggs. It's got to be like almost like soft, soft, like really soft. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was just like mm. delicious. So, as the, as the French call it, bathers. Mm. Bathers. That's what the French call it, bathers. Yeah. So it's listen, still slightly runny. Everyone, thank you so much. We are kind of running right over this. I promise these two fine gentlemen will be on for 10 minutes. So we've been on an hour and 10 minutes. So big thank you to everyone that's kind of come over (laughs) and watched on this kind of Boxing Day special. We will see you next week as well. And I'm not sure who's on, but I know, I think Jess is on the week after, but I'm not sure who's on next week. They'll have to kind of scurry round, you know what I mean, and kind of finish off me eggnog and everything and, and get myself sorted <laughs> out look after yourselves Steve JB thank Cheers, you so everyone. much take Merry care Christmas, everyone. Doodle, babe.